Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. We're going to give you the insider look based on our own journey of starting Marketing Smarts and actually just reaching our 100th episode. Woohoo for us. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um, And we'll talk about what's worked, what hasn't, and everything you need to consider if you are contemplating starting one yourself. So this is going to be a good one today. Yes. And because we thought another perspective could be beneficial here, we have a special guest and that's Harry Morton. He's the CEO and founder of Lower Street. Hi, Harry. Do you want to introduce yourself and explain how actually how do you define a branded podcast? Hello. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, a branded podcast simply is a, a podcast produced by by an organization, by a brand. I think typically uh, a lot of the assumptions of, of how brands can get involved in, in media of all kinds was to sponsor that, right? To, to place ads against that content. I think more and more so um, we're seeing brands really decide to take ownership of the audiences uh, and, and build their own content out there. And and um, and so that's what we've been doing for the last kind of six years in, at Lower Street is, is helping brands to create their own media companies, if you will, within within their organizations and, and make uh, podcasts of their own. Mm, I like the idea of media companies. Awesome. All right. And with that, let's jump into should I do a branded podcast? So the first question you should ask yourself is, do you have a POV or a point of view that can create valuable ongoing content your target will appreciate? So this is actually a bit of a, a trick question because all businesses should have some sort of POV that can create valuable content. Absolutely. Right? But the answer to that question really comes from an internal belief that you actually have a point of view that is worth everybody else hearing, right? So you actually have to believe it. So podcast is kind of like, the anti-imposter syndrome. If you have imposter syndrome, you're going to have a really, really tough time with a podcast because podcast is all about having something compelling to offer and feeling you have value to offer. If you don't feel like you have that, then you're going to really, really struggle here. And you also have to be willing to commit to ongoing content. Like we just said, it's been our 100th episode and we have been releasing episode weekly over the past well, gosh, now, so if it's 52 weeks now, we're getting very Over close two to two years. Um, some of those, okay, are, are some of our quick hits, but, you know, that's still portions of our content that we have taken and we have spliced down from our original content. So it does take commitment. If you think you're going to struggle being able to regularly put out content, then, again, this is probably not for you. But also you want to find you want to consider – is your consumer, customer, target actually consuming podcasts? So the popularity of the channel is like really, really massively growing. And I'm sure Harry's going to be able to give us some really good numbers for that. But they're still kind of considered podcasts, maybe a little bit techy. And so if you have a demographic or a psychographic that might you know, be a little bit more in a generation that isn't quite as techy, you're going to have to consider that you know, if this is a channel that is going to be something that they're going to be receptive to, or if you can help them find an easier way to this channel through things that they are a little bit more familiar with. Harry, what should people consider here with regards to um, their point of view and, and, and how to really develop that? Like you say, everyone has a point of view, and I think they're all really relevant. I think what we see time and again with, with brands that maybe don't uh, see the success that they're they're looking for is that they maybe speak to their point of view without necessarily uh they they don't have a strategy behind it they're not 
their focus is on themselves rather than on the listeners. Right. And so I think a lot of times what we want to really spend so much time planning in creating a podcast in the first place is firstly, why are we, why do we want a podcast? What, what purposes is serving for our business? Um, and is this the right, the best channel for that purpose that we're seeking to solve for? And then secondly, you know, who is our target listener? What action do we want them to take as a result of kind of engaging with us and listening to our show and really working backwards from what the listener wants. And I think a lot of times it's so tempting to say, hey, look, we love, we're really passionate about this subject and we want to speak to these guests about these topics and then put that out into the world and hope that someone's out there ready for it. Um, and I think actually much more success comes from if we think about these are the people we're seeking to serve. Uh, this is the sort of content they're already engaging with in audio. And these are some of the lessons we can learn from that. And and here's what our kind of unique voice and value is that we can add to that conversation. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's really easy to kind of look at podcasting and go, oh, wow, this is such a like a hot channel right now. Like that lots of people are talking about podcasting. It's really kind of it's a lot of fun to do. This is something I'm really passionate about getting out there. But without kind of spending the time to develop a proper strategy and thinking about your listener first, uh, you can just be kind of like, you know, screaming into the, into, I don't know what tumbleweed, um, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it, you know, we see it happen all the time, right? It's so easy to create a great show that nobody listens to. And I think if we start with focusing really hard on our listeners rather than what we're excited about, that tends to to lead to the best, best results. Yeah, I think it's so super smart. And really, as I'm hearing you talk, I think the episodes that we create that get the most engagement are the ones where we're coming off of experiences we're having regularly with mm -hmm. our clients mm -hmm. that then we translate to an episode or several episodes, right? And I think that that does a couple of things. One, exactly to the point you just made, Harry, it makes sure that we're keeping the client in this case, you know, or consumer or whatever in the room with us. Mm. But we're also coming off the heels of interacting with those clients. And so it is a very quote unquote timely, not from a, you know, relevant mm -hmm. trend or that sort of thing, but something that we've just done. And so we're able to speak from a place of that experience and those interactions so mm. that it's really contextualized and nuanced in a way that then the listener can say, ah, okay, I see how that unfolded or happened or whatever and why it can be relevant to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, it's funny that you mentioned timeliness in in podcasts as well. It's not quite what you were getting at, but I think the beauty of podcasting is that they do live on for such a long time. Yes, right? Right. And so yes. kind of really thinking about kind of creating something. So we've produced a, a ton of podcasts at this point and it's alarming. It's incredible how many shows or episodes get consumed that are months, weeks, even years old, mm -hmm. you know, people go back to revisit this stuff all the time. And so I think that's a really wonderful thing in podcasts. We're creating quite, you know, quite a legacy here and, and, uh, and, but also just a, a wonderful back catalog. And so um, creating content that is sort of evergreen um, in its nature is definitely something that kind of, you know, really thrives in this, in this medium, I think. Yeah. I was say one of our, our, our most popular episodes is still, was our first episode, which was about the four monumental website mistakes, yeah, which still holds mm. true to today. So I think that's Absolutely. a really good point. One thing I did want to uh, mention as well, you kind of um, talked about the importance of consistency in podcasting, with which I 100% agree with. You know, if it, it's so important to build a habit in our listenership so that they know what to expect and when to expect it um, in podcasting and living up to that promise. You know, it's so easy. We see so many shows that just kind of get mm -hmm. to sort of seven, eight, nine episodes and they go, oh, do you know what? This is hard work. We're going to kind mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. take a break here. 
but this is so common we're talking specifically about branded podcasts right and it's and it's so so common that we hear that folks are you know just super stretched they're really busy and it's very hard for them to commit to we're going to do this every week for the next you know infinity and i think that's totally fair enough and we see it like a really great alternative approach in creating a sort of seasonal show so if we produce you know 12 episode seasons as a podcast um we can see really great results from that as well so it's sort of time boxes or, or limits your your kind of uh investment of time and, and budget and, and so on as as well um, but it also means that we can you know take a different kind of tact in the way that we approach the show so instead of kind of coming up with constantly new ideas and fresh kind of content for for each ep- episode we can say instead well this is the season where we're going to focus on this specific kind of subject and almost have like a season arc and a theme that we're kind of tying the content around whether that's based around the sort of current trends at the moment it's timely whether it's sort of thematic whether it's you know whatever whatever that specific story you want to tell and it also means that once that's produced we can then put all of our energy into marketing it really heavily and getting people engaged with it using it repurposing that content engaging with the community all this sort of stuff where otherwise we might be kind of like frantically going okay got to write the script for the next episode i'm too busy to kind of like that episode's done now and i'm moving on um, if we do it a season in a seasonal way, we can actually, you know, do each episode real justice and and spend the time and energy to to promote it after the fact. So, totally agree that consistency is really important. But I think there are there are some potential alternatives as well. Mm, I like that. I really like that. All right. So the second question you should ask yourself if you're considering a branded podcast is: Are you looking for top of the funnel awareness? So I think we can all say that doing a podcast is a slow burn. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for that immediate business hit, you know, day two after you launch your podcast, this is not what <laughs> this is supposed to do. Because the biggest driver of podcast awareness is actually word of mouth. And that's by creating that value that other people find so invaluable that they actually share it with others. And that's how your podcast really grows organically. And that's how you develop these following of very strong advocates that are going to speak on your behalf, but also then consider you a thought leader in the topic for which you are talking about. And that's how you build the credibility, the reputation. And really, you do that through the body of work that you create through a podcast. So that's why not just one episode is going to do it. Everybody's going to hear one episode and be like, oh yeah, these are the experts. These are the people I'm going to go to. So you have to consider the fact that it takes a little bit of time because you are building relationships. Relationships take time. So consider that and make sure that you feel like you have that time that you're going to devote to this because a lot of times people get a little antsy and then they're wanting those results now and they're not seeing those results come. But it can serve for some immediate business opportunities, though. So like what we tend to do often is we bring on people that could maybe potentially be clients in the future. So that's a really great way of vetting through clients and developing those relationships for clients or bringing on people that we feel like are going to be beneficial to our clients like Harry. Like, so we get that, that exposure to our, our, our following, but we also kind of get the, the, the check the box star for saying, Hey, these people know people too. Right. So there's elements of that. There's also about when you were mentioning here about evergreen content, about B2B businesses and how important being evergreen is. Because in the B2B cycle, you may only come up like once a year, every couple of years as being of need to those businesses. Like people don't hire branding and marketing agencies on a daily basis. They hire them on when they need them or they hire them on a yearly or bi-yearly basis. So you need to think about how you're going to stay top of mind with these potential clients in the time space that they're still kind of considering you, but maybe not need you at that moment. 
but also it helps us establish the social proof. Like we've talked about this a lot. We now use our podcast as ways to RFP versus doing really long RFPs. We're like, hey, if you're really interested in how you know you should do social strategy, listen to our couple episodes. You're going to hear about how we manage through social strategy, what we think is important, and you're going to learn something on the way. That also helps be kind of springboard for things like speaking engagements, for trainings. So people hear those and are like, I want to know more about that. It's like, hey, great. We can come speak to your organization about that. We can do a short keynote. Um, we can get you know, stimulate the uh, the thinking there. And then it also, as you had mentioned too, it, it creates content for other things. So we parlay our content into blogs. We parlay it into newsletters. We parlay it into social. So it becomes now like, again, like I said, social proof or a body of work that starts creating that reputation, that credibility that starts then lifting you and differentiating you from your competition. So Harry, I mean, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this and, and how you uh, how you manage these expectations with your clients, because I'm sure they have a ton. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I think, yeah, a lot of people uh, kind of are used to, I suppose, or, or maybe addicted to the results we can get from social media, right? It's very, right. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, we hear all stories all the time of kind of throwing up a TikTok campaign and suddenly we've got millions of, uh, of engagements with that piece of content, oh, yes. um, which is, you know, that's addictive and, and also something that we sort of, I guess, learn to expect from digital channels and podcasting, as we kind of suggested before, is is kind of old school in the way that it proliferates and grows. It's very word of mouth based. So it's, it's a, it is a slower burn. The benefit, of course, though, is that it's incredibly sticky. So the, the level of engagement we find with our listenership, while we might have a smaller quantity, it might just be reaching fewer people. It'll take longer to build that audience. The ones that do listen, uh, you know, the engagement rate we see with audio just vastly outperforms what we see in terms of kind of video and social in particular. Uh, it's very common for us to be producing shows with some of our clients that are getting 80 plus percent completion rate. So that means, you know, folks are listening to 35 minutes of a 40 minute episode that's a lot of time that they're spending with your brand which is yes. a huge mm -hmm. a huge kind of um value there so so yes i think that um engagement rates are, are really high and um but they but they you know oftentimes the expectation is kind of an instant hit of results um and so uh, you mentioned you know quite rightly that it's a wonderful kind of relationship building tool with the guests that you bring onto the platform so i think that's a way for us to to sort of close that loop of seeing a return on the investment we're making in podcasting that's certainly something that a lot of our clients particularly agencies and consultancies use that you know it's a wonderful kind of account-based marketing tool and allows us to see a, a quicker result while the sort of audience pieces is slowly growing in the background but as i say because the engagement rate is so high or the engagement depth the level of engagement is so strong with the audience you have no matter how big or small that is it's a wonderful kind of trust um building tool and a wonderful credibility tool as you mentioned that over time will pay off and, and as you say you know it's not common that we're reaching out to consultants and saying hey i'd love to uh to, to take you on for a six-figure engagement based off one piece of content i've heard that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not particularly common uh but if we do commit to something and we do uh you know we do produce a podcast in in the long term those relationships we have fostered there in our listenership will definitely pay off in that in that sort of 12 plus month uh kind of time period so it's definitely um a commitment that we're making to podcasting um and i suppose the other kind of way as you've mentioned you know to to close that loop of of getting that return at sooner is by using the content that you're creating it's it's a relatively efficient i hate using this phrase because it sort of tends to uh devalue the the medium but it is quite an efficient way to create content right um you know a good podcast takes a hell of a lot of preparation and, and planning research writing and so on but nevertheless 
ultimately what you're doing is sitting down at a mic and talking about what you know best. Um, and then what you have there is a wonderful asset that you can then reuse for lots of different purposes. Um, and so, you know, instead of having to write an in-depth article and then record a wonderful YouTube video and then write a bunch of LinkedIn, uh, you know, LinkedIn threads or Twitter threads or whatever, we can create uh, a really high value podcast episode that's 30 minutes long let's say and create all kinds of kind of content off that as well so yeah there are there are lots of benefits but it's definitely we in the conversations we're having early on with with folks that may have a lot of preconceptions about what podcasting is as a digital kind of medium um we do have to sort of uh set that expectation that it's not going to be something that just immediately returns a bunch of new deals to them um, tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think even, you know, we said we were going to talk about our journey and our story with marketing smarts. And I remember our business coach at the time, we were having a conversation about how long it was going to take for us to really take hold. Right. Yeah, right. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, you know, the, the data shows it's, it's like two years and we're like, okay, yeah, Scott, whatever, not for us. Years. That's not going to be the way that it is. Right. And now I, we're sitting here, you know, two years later and we're like, damn, if he wasn't right, yeah, you know, <laughs> and I think it is um, a really important point. And I love what you said about it's sort of almost antiquated in the way that it works, right? Because it is a digital medium, but it is more word of mouth based. And mm. we have certainly seen that in the growth of our podcast. And I would also say that there are some milestones that we weren't told that I think are important to the patient's factor to cover off on here. And those are things, of course, like analytics. I remember when we started getting international listeners, that was like, a, yeah. oh, amazing, you know, and then international guests like you, Harry, um, and then people reaching out to be on the podcast. Mm. I think it's a it's such a new platform that there isn't a lot of um, historical data or trends that you can look to and say, well, if I get to that, I'm really succeeding. But I, part of our experience, and I'm sure you have some of these anecdotes as well, Harry, is when we look back at the two years, we know that something happened at those certain points, right? right? So whether it was audience growth, of course, is huge, but, you know, reach was a huge one for us. We now on a several times a week basis have podcast reps or even individuals reaching out to promote their people to be on our show. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a moment in time where that started to happen. Now it's starting to elevate again. So just pulling back the curtain a little bit to give some commentary around what we didn't know and what might look like quote unquote success when you don't have the immediacy of, oh yeah, I just signed another six figure client because to everything that both of you said, that's not the way this works. Yeah. It's not. And, and Hey, I just also want to kind of, uh, you know, a lot of the, the time I'm, I'm sort of, when we kind of have certain expectations around what social media can deliver, sometimes the numbers in podcasting be disappointing. Yes. But often when I say, you know, if you could get, so some people will look at their downloads and say, oh, I'm only getting like 70 downloads per episode or 150 downloads. Per episode. And I sort of say, well, if you had 75 people standing in a room in a conference listening to you speak for 35 minutes, you'd probably mm -hmm. be pretty, pretty, pretty impressed with that result. And so I think that is not to be sniffed at and something that we should kind of really think about um, because it is quality time we're spending with these people it's actually a good prelude into the next point here on the third question you should ask yourself if you want to do a branded podcast is are you okay if your branded podcast is an investment much to what we just talked about you know it, it can be one of those marketing channels where you're putting a effort in and you're not seeing those immediate quantifiable kpi results that mm. you're used to seeing thing with things like social media and, and digital content 
And, you know, everybody's like, well, yeah, you can you can monetize a podcast, right? I'm like, well, yes, you can. But we all know that it takes certain thresholds in order for the monetization to actually kick in. And so if you're thinking that you're going to start a podcast and you're going to get all these, like, ad-based, like, money coming back to you and stuff like that, that is a really <laughs> – that you shouldn't have that expectation. Uh, but you should expect that you are building – even if it's hard to see immediately. And I like the examples you brought up, April, with regards to what some of the milestones look like. Even if you're not seeing immediately, like the dollars kick in or the sales kick in, you got to believe and you'll see these like other milestones come in that you're building some level of branding or or reputation or relevancy that can give you that feelings of like, okay, this is this is something's going on here. Something is is working here. Because, you know, you got to commit to it, like we said. And so if you are in a point and you mentioned this, Harry, too, that, you know, things are starting to get kind of like tough with regards to time or capacity or money, we kind of see people just kind of like saying, well, then the the podcast is the first thing to go before you even actually given it a chance to actually kick off or, or mm-hmm. improve itself. So be careful that you're not undermining what you're building because you just can't see the things that you were hoping it was going to deliver immediately. So this is one point of why we're bringing this up is that it is initially an investment. Now, the good thing is it doesn't have to be a huge monetary investment, right? So that's the, the really awesome things about podcasting is you can do it a bunch of different ways. Like we started in a studio. Um, we're no longer in a studio. We're now in April's house, you know, in her house in the basement, right? Because we have now the confidence that we can do this on our own with an external producer, which is a lot of, I think, Harry, how you manage your business a lot. So you can get started pretty quickly and pretty easily and pretty economically so that, you know, you're not feeling like, hey, this is like an ad spot and I'm going to, you know, have to put $200,000 worth of investment into creating one 30 second TV spot that I hope works. I mean, this is something you can kind of test and learn your way into. So Harry, maybe you can share a little bit more about how you kind of manage that for your clients and how long do you see it really takes to like for a podcast to quote unquote take off and what are the milestones that you kind of see and, and, and help people understand that they are getting value out of doing their podcast? Yeah. So I, I think the first milestone that anybody sees is just like how wonderful of a platform it is to, to grow your credibility. And I mean that in terms of the people that you network with, you know, so we've talked about bringing guests on that could be future deals for you yes. um, but also just the opportunity you have to kind of really um kind of position yourself in your in your industry i think most industries out there you know folks uh that are kind of you know considered names in the in in whatever space you happen to be in are incredibly uh, open to being invited to be on podcasts in fact in many industries like we have clients in in all kinds of industries that just like it's a really novel idea to be invited to be on a podcast they've never <laughs> been invited before and so they're yep. like oh wow but they're you know these are c-suite like you know, significant people in their industries. So the credibility that we gain and the partnership opportunities that come up, whether or not it, whether or not it's a direct, Hey, I want to buy your services, but like, you know, other folks in your space um, is a phenomenal thing. So I think that's like something that you, that's a milestone you hit from potentially day one, right? You just say, I'm launching this great podcast. I really want to speak to leaders in our industry, you know, and you'd be amazed at the uptake that, that we get from that. And then your positioning from there is phenomenal. I think there's really no, one answer to how long it takes a show to, to to kick off it really depends on your industry you mentioned like your audience like who are they and where are they hanging out you know if they're octogenarian bridge players they're probably harder to get <laughs> listening to podcasts than you know tiktok friendly 16 year olds but so you know there is obviously a spectrum here but uh but and also by the way we've talked about how word of mouth driven podcasting is there are definitely ways that we can 
we can game that system and 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 jump our way you know to to better results faster that's certainly something that we do with clients all the time through you know targeted ad campaigns to really drive awareness of the podcast around very specific groups of people so i think that's you know important to sort of put out there as well so yeah and everybody's milestones are different i think you know i mentioned before we have some clients who have literally less than 100 listeners per episode but the the podcast is a slam dunk win for them and they've been working with us for two plus years because it's just returning such great results for them because it does they're not worried about being the next joe rogan they care about having you know a community that's probably 50 or 60 people large spending time with them on a regular basis and and that's what's happening so you know and and on the on the flip side we have other clients who are getting hundreds of thousands of downloads an episode and that's what's important to them is is really reach and brand awareness because they're you know larger organizations or their goals are just very different you you mentioned monetization and that's i think a really good one to to touch on as well because so often folks particularly sort of uh, smaller shops or or individual consultants or whatever folks that are using podcasting that and are really looking for that immediate return on investment, right? Because this is a, a large part of their marketing activity and they might be one of just a handful of folks or even by themselves um, working on a team. They will quite often come to us and say, look, we want to create a podcast, but also we'd like to monetize it. We'd like for this to be like a cost neutral or even uh, cost positive kind of marketing channel for us. And certainly that's not impossible you mentioned, you know, you have to hit certain numbers before monetization makes sense. Um, that's true on average, but certainly we see folks with really tiny audiences monetizing incredibly effectively. It just, you just have to know very clearly, be able to articulate exactly who your audience is and have really great partners in the industry that also want to get in front of those people. Those are, those are deals you have to broker yourself, right? You're not gonna be able to go to like a large podcast ad network and say, Hey, I've got 50 listeners. Can you please help me? They're like, <laughs> no, if you don't have 10,000 listeners an episode, like don't even start that conversation. Um, but certainly we see folks with success. However, I think the primary goal as businesses, as brands creating a podcast, our primary goal is to serve ourselves, right? We're or not serve ourselves. We're serving our audience, but the goal of the podcast is to grow our business, right? Yes. Right. Um, and so it doesn't play into that mission quite as well if we're if we're sort of distracting ourselves with with trying to monetize the podcast and you know we you know we could be getting hundreds of dollars or low thousands of dollars per episode you know is it really worth distracting ourselves and and taking our energy away to do that sort of stuff uh, rather than just providing as much value to our listeners as we possibly can and just 100% owning that audience and not having to share it with anybody else um i think uh, that's that's for most people the best play Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.